Happy New Year, everybody. If you guys don't know, um, Pastor Rob and Pastor Brent, um, they're the ones who do our announcements for us, and they are just what you see. Um, that's exactly how they are in real life. Well, everybody, it's 2019. It's been a whole year since I've seen you, so it's great to have you here. And we're going to dig into a, a new series um, starting um, here today that we're calling Better. And the reason why we're doing this series is because I just think there's so often when we go into a new year, there's kind of this reset that happens in every one of our lives. It's a time for us to reevaluate how life is going and to look at how to make the new year better than last year. And worldwide, people tend to do that. We tend to do it through exercise and New Year's resolutions and all sorts of whether it's eating plans or different relationship plans or career strategies, this is kind of the way that it happens across the world. Um, uh, there was this, this last month, Google did a, a um, this survey with a thousand individuals asking the question, what is going to be your, your 2019 um, resolutions? Any of you know what the number one resolution is for 2019? Lose weight and exercise, right? That's so. That's the always tends to be the number one. The number two is save money. I don't know if that's on your list or not, but that's the number two one out there. The number three is travel. Uh, so get out of the state of Texas and travel just a little bit. And number, although it takes you forever to get out of the state of Texas, <laughs> my son uh, was talking about he's, he he drove yesterday to Birmingham back to school and. And it's a, it's a 12-hour um, drive, but most of that's in the state of Texas, just trying to get out of Texas to get into the rest of the, the country, um, countries. Um, so uh, the, so number, number three is travel. Number four is get a new job or a new hobby. That's number four. Number five, make new friends. And so I saw some of you that are sometimes in the second service, and you're here in the first service, so I don't know if you're already trying to do, you, got, you, got old, you didn't like the old friends in the second service, so now you're coming to the first service trying to start over. And then number six, find love. Um, that's the sixth on the list of New Year's resolutions. How many of you tend to make New Year's resolutions? Anybody out there? Any of you? Not a single person makes New Year's <laughs> resolutions. Well, fantastic, or at least you're not admitting it. I, I think they are really important, and I think they're great in our life to kind of create these resets. But statistics show as great as these New Year's resolutions are, they tend to go by the wayside pretty quickly. Actually, statistics are that within the, the middle of January, we've already disregarded those resolutions that we set on January 1st. And, and so the question I want you to think about as we're talking about this series and going into the new year is this. What if the power to make your life better isn't really found in new habits, but it's actually found in the new life in the Holy Spirit. I want you to let that kind of resonate inside of you, because I think we're always trying to grasp at different things that will give us an edge up and, and cause us to live our life differently. And so that's why I think why we're, we're drawn to kind of these new habits and these resolutions of sorts in, in our life. But Maybe it's not so much that. Maybe it's actually the new life in, in the Holy Spirit that, we're, that we need to grab a hold of. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 7, he says, But I tell you the truth, it is better for you that I go away, for if I may not go away, the Comforter will not come to you, and if I go on, I will send him unto you. Now look what Jesus is saying. Because Jesus was saying that life would be better for his disciples if he went away and sent them the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so what is this promise of something better 
mean for you and for me today? What is this about for us? If you know a little bit about me, you know that one of the things I do at the beginning of each year is I take time leading up to that new year to research the the Hebrew meaning for the number of that new year. Because I I really believe there are prophetic things that God wants to do in each year. And last year was 2018. I mentioned this at the beginning of last year that the number 18 in Hebrew has a kind of a really interesting meaning because it's the combination of two words that really shouldn't go together. It has a negative word and a positive word. They're trying to merge together. And so the Hebrew meaning of 18 is this transforming the negative into a positive. And so that's examples of that. We're transforming hatred into love, transforming bondage into freedom, transforming death into life. That's what that word means. And so the word that was in my spirit all last year, I felt like God just dropped inside of my spirit at the beginning of the year, was this word shift. And as I look back in 2018 and being involved with so many different lives, I, I, I've just seen God time and time again make these different shifts over the year in 2018. But now we're here in 2019, and that word 19, and he also has an interesting meaning, because that word 19 denotes God's perfect order in regards to his judgment. Now, when you think of judgment... That's not necessarily something that all of a sudden you get excited about, right? You know, it was great, 2018, shift, something from death to life. That's something to get excited about. But when you look at 19, this idea of judgment, I think for a lot of us, when we think about judgment, we think about punishment. We think about retribution. That's what comes to mind when we think about judgment. But in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way... Love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And so God's kind of judgment here on this earth has absolutely nothing to do with punishment or retribution God's kind of judgment here on the earth is about establishing his perfect way in our lives. And so I want you to think about everything that may be out of order in your life and think about how God wants to create and put order back into your life to create his perfect ways then in our lives. And so the word that I felt like God dropped into my spirit um, right at the end of the year that was for this next year, 2019, is the word plumb line. Now, how many of you know what a plumb line is? Let me see your age, all right? And this is my, my granddad's plumb line, um, for all of you who don't know what a plumb line is. And a plumb line, what it does is that it measures perfect verticality. And I think it's kind of an interesting thing. It's not used a ton, because we have a lot of modern-day equipment uh, that we use, but it uses, you know, this is what measures perfect verticality. And, and so when you're looking at an object, you know, an object that I have right here, you can take your level and it can be, you can look at it and say, oh, this, this, this is completely level here. But when you turn the object around, then you realize all of a sudden it's not completely level, it's not all the way plumb. And what, so what a plumb line does, it shows you how far off the object is. And I think our lives can be very similar to this. 
We can show the world different aspects of our life, and it's completely level. It looks good. Everything is in order in our life. And that's what we present to the world. In other words, my marriage is in order. It's doing pretty good, but my finances are completely out of order. My, my prayer life is doing really good, but my thought life is completely out of order. And so we can have these different aspects in our life that are in order, that are level, that look good, but we just turn a little bit more, another little aspect of our life, and we realize that this part of my life is out of order. It's not plumb. Well, I believe that one of the things that God wants to do in our lives this year is to, where the things didn't shift in 2018, when things are out of order in our life, that he wants to put his plumb line to our life to show us what's out of order and to bring it then into his divine order. Because here's the thing that's important for us to understand. God does not change with the whims of culture. Everybody? God doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our culture changes. Everybody who's lived just a few years, you know our culture has changed over the decades, and it's changing rapidly. Um, what used to be in the, here in the United States was a very Christian culture. We no longer live in a Christian culture, and it's changing very rapidly. But it's what's important to understand is that God doesn't change, and his ways do not change. And so just as a carpenter's plumb line, it's not subject to the opinions or the frustration of a worker, God's standards and his ways are not subject to the opinions of men. And this is really important for us to understand because so much will happen in 2019 in every single one of our lives. And the question is going to be, what is going to be your standard? What are you going to judge right and wrong with? What are you going to judge what you are hearing? Whether it's when somebody, somebody says something to you, or whether you get a diagnosis from a doctor, whether something happens in the world, in your economy, what is going to be your standard? And I want to suggest to you that I think one of the prophetic things that God wants to do in us here in 2019 is to establish securely his plumb line in us to expose those areas that are, that are out of alignment, those areas that have even been maligned in our life. Because here's the thing, it was kind of funny this morning when we were putting this together, when the guys in the church put this together for me, so I walked in here, and I just put my hand a little bit on it, and the thing tipped over. When something's out of order in your life, it's very precarious. It doesn't have balance. It's not rooted. And so literally, Alan had to come in and nail this thing to this, to the, to this little, what is this called? This little stand. Um, so that it wouldn't fall over here as I'm talk, talking about it. And I just think, how many things do we do in our life to prop us up so that we don't fall over, so that our life doesn't cave in on us? Well, I think out of God's love, he wants to expose those things for us, not out of punishment, but out of a way to create life, to create health. This is something better that he wants to do in our lives. I heard a pastor say this the other day, that... The vast majority of American Christians are being discipled by cable news channels. In other words, we're having so much input and we're spending so much time and energy focused on politics and recreation and getting more stuff and entertainment and on work, that that's what is discipling us. We are being discipled 
by that vast amount of input that we're putting then in our lives. And as a result, we're crowding out the one person who can really help us. And I want to suggest to you here this morning that that person is the Holy Spirit. And I believe every single one of us, no matter where you are in life, you want your 2019 to be better. As you're going in, as you're going into 2019, we all want to leave 2018, whether it was good or bad, you want to leave it behind, you want to move forward in 2019 with optimism, with anticipation, with faith. But the reality is, is that so many people will just repeat the things they've done in the past and get stuck in the same ruts that they were in in 2018. That rut, that financial rut, that, that emotional rut, that spiritual rut, that mental rut, that relational rut, that physical rut. So many, so many of us, we just fall back in just doing the same old, same old, just getting locked back into that status quo. And so here's something I want you to kind of input into your heart as you start 2019. And that is we have to understand that everything is spiritual. Everything in your life is spiritual. We tend to segment and to compartmentalize our lives. This is your spiritual day. This is the, you're spending, you know, an hour and a half kind of, kind of focusing on your spiritual. But I want to suggest to you that there is not a separation between those things. The truth is, is that every decision that you make, every action, every relationship, every thought has spiritual implications in your life. I love this quote by A.W. Tozer. He said it this way. He said, we may as well face it, the whole level of spirituality among us is low. We have measured ourselves by ourselves until the incentive to seek higher plateaus in the things of the spirit is all but gone. We have imitated the world, sought popular favor, manufactured delights to substitute for the joy of the Lord, and produced a cheap and synthetic power to substitute for the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, if that didn't slap you up in your face just a little bit here today... You need to wake up. Come on, turn to your neighbor and shake your neighbor a little bit. Make sure your neighbor's awake. Come on, just poke him, poke him, all right? Because I just think this is so, I think it's so, I think it's so true. If we were to be honest with ourselves, how are we doing? When it comes to our relationship with the Lord, when it comes to our spirituality, how are we actually doing? Again, he says, we have imitated the world, sought popular favor, manufactured delights to substitute for the joy of the Lord, and produced a cheap and synthetic power to substitute for the power of the Holy Spirit. I just think this is so true. I think it's easy for us to fall into that way of living. The Apostle Paul, he gives us this warning in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. He says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so here the Apostle Paul, it's interesting because he's, he's making this comparison here. And he's contrasting this command of being filled with the Holy Spirit to these words of do not get drunk with wine. Now, what's he talking about here? What he's, what he's talking about here is that he's saying don't stimulate your life with other things. Don't stimulate your life with other things. And everybody, as you're going into 2019, change how you live your life. Don't stimulate your life with other things. Because he's saying there's a better way here. There's so much, there's so much, uh, so much better of an alternative, uh, so much better of an alternative in, uh, to filling your life up 
There's so much better of an alternative to stimulating your soul. There's so much better of an alternative to medicating your soul. There's so much better of an alternative to entertaining yourself than with these other things. And so he's saying, instead of stimulating your life with all these other things, he said the most important thing for you is for you to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. That that's the most important thing. As you're starting 2019, everybody, the most important thing to be filled up on is more of the presence of God, the more of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the only one who can really help you. He's the only one. Everything else is just a substitute. Everything else is just a, a, a dim replication or a dim help that either, either kind of medicates you but doesn't actually solve whatever is going on in your soul, or your, your mind, your emotions, your, your body, and in your relationship. It's the Holy Spirit who's the only one who can truly help us. In Romans chapter 8, verse 5, it says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit... Think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting your spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Now, did you see what he's talking about here? He said when we allow the Holy Spirit to control our mind, it leads to what? Life and peace. Listen, everybody, that's part of the better. Because otherwise, he says, when you're living your life controlled by your sinful nature, it leads to what? It leads to death. Everybody, in case you didn't realize, life and peace is better than death, okay? I know that's simplistic, but we got to choose. What are we going to be filled with? And listen, we have a choice, and the Holy Spirit is that better choice as going into 2019. That's the better. And so the question is, well, then how do we allow the Holy Spirit to take that primary place in our mind, our emotions, and our hearts? Well, the very simple answer is that we need to be being continually filled with the Holy Spirit. This is not something that's just one and done. It's, it's a continual thing. We leak out the presence of God very quickly. And so we need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how 2018 was for him and how filled you were with the Holy Spirit back in 2018. This is a new day, everybody. And we need to be filled again afresh and anew with all of who the Holy Spirit is. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, So a thought... And you reap an action. So an act and you reap a habit. So a habit and you reap a character. So a character and you reap a destiny. I just believe this is so, so absolutely true. Your destiny begins with your thoughts. Which is why the Holy Spirit wants to control and to direct and to guide and to filter your mind and your thoughts. Because your destiny starts with your thoughts. The Holy Spirit wants to focus your attention. But here's the thing that's so important to, for everyone else to understand. He never does it by force. Now, the devil will always try to force you into things, and he'll just take over your life. But God never does. This is why he wants us to surrender to him. This is why it's a continual thing then in our lives. The Apostle John, he said in John chapter 14, verse 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit... When the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, rather let it be, um, neither let it be afraid. And as I was reading this passage here this last, this last week, 
I'm reminded of, and as you look into 2019, no matter, none of us know exactly what's going to happen in 2019, and I don't know that we would want to know, but the reality is we don't, but here's, here's what I can tell you, that there will be things that will happen in 2019 that will try to get your heart to be troubled. We live not in heaven. We stand in this gap between heaven and earth. And Jesus said we are to pray what you see in heaven, God, let that be done here on earth. But here on earth is not heaven, everybody. And so we stand in that gap in between, really opening that gate, even as um, Lisa was talking about earlier here today, opening that gate to all that's in heaven for it to be released here on this earth, which means there's things going to happen here this year that are not of heaven. And things will happen that will cause your heart to be troubled and cause you to be stifled with fear. But Jesus is telling us that God has a helper for you. That no matter what you go through this next year, there's a helper for you. You don't have to do it by yourself. And that helper is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to help you with what goes on in your mind and your will and your emotions. The Holy Spirit wants to help you with your relationships and your work situations. The Holy Spirit wants to help you with what's going on in, in, your, in your body. The Holy Spirit wants to help you in every aspect of your life. And so as you start this new year, do you want peace? Do you want to have a troubled mind or do you want to have peace? Do you want to be consumed by fear and anxiety and worry and apprehension? Or do you want it to be filled with peace and, and life? Well, it's the Holy Spirit who's the one who can make your 2019 better. He is the one who's able to do that. Jesus said in John 16, verse 7, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he'll convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father. And you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judge. And if you're reading this in your Bible, I want to encourage you to underline that word. That's why 2019 and the word 19, judgment, is such a powerful word for you to hold on to. Because the, the evil one is the one who has been judged. And so even though he may try to bring different destructive things in your life, the Holy Spirit remains that plumb line that says, no, this is God. This is the will of God. This is his promise. This is his provision. And so when you get that negative word, you pull out the plumb line and say, "Mm -mm, this is what God says. You hold that plumb line up to whatever negative news or whatever difficult things that happen in your life, and you use that as your standard instead of just automatically receiving whatever comes your way. So it says, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judge. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit is this promise of better. Jesus is describing to his his disciples that there's this advantage of him leaving them at that time. He said, it's better for you that I leave. Why? So that this helper, the Holy Spirit, would come into every single person's life. Hey, everybody, it's an advantage for you to being filled with the Holy Spirit. It is better 
for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, he's the one who helps us know who we are and what we have and where we're to go. It's the Holy Spirit who is that plumb line, who exposes every aspect of our lives that are out of order and then become maligned. And it's the Holy Spirit who then creates that standard by which we can then say, yes, God, or no devil. And you can stand in confidence when that judgment, that plumb line is placed then, then in your life. That's why the Holy Spirit is the promise of better. God the Father, he's the one who loves you and he's invited you into his family. Jesus the Son, he's the one who's reconciled every single one of us to God because of his, his sacrifice there on the cross. And it's Jesus who gives us then our identity. But it's the Holy Spirit who leads us into the truth of all of this. It's the Holy Spirit who empowers and activates. It's the Holy Spirit who counsels and convicts. It's the Holy Spirit who convinces. And the Holy Spirit is the, is the literal very presence and essence of God here on this earth in our daily lives. This next week, and you heard on, on the announcements here, this next week, it's something that we call Seek First. And it comes from what Jesus said, Matthew 6, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and then all these other things will be given to you. I, I love this, of being intentional as you're starting this new year to seek first. To seek first God. No matter what all of the plans that you have, no matter everything else that's going on in your life, to take here at the beginning of the, of the year and to actually seek God first above all other things. And we're going to be doing this in four different ways. There should have been a card um, on, your, on your chair when you came in here this morning. I was looking at it and I was thinking, I... My eyes are not that old, but I can't even read this. So I'm going to try to explain it just a little bit. It's the itty-bittiest writing on this card here, and the lighting here in the sanctuary is not that good. So let me try to break it down for you, because we're going we're to be doing this seek first. It's kind of four primary things that we focus on during this next week, and it all starts tomorrow. That's what I want to talk about just a little bit here. Um, there's four things that we want to we highlight. Number one is just Scripture. And we, I say this every year, this, this, this time of year, that it's really important as, as, as you get into a new year to reestablish or to establish, maybe for the very first time, the input of God's Word into your life. Remember I said before that, that we tend to have all these inputs from all these other sources, and most of us are being discipled then by whether it's cable news or TV or media or whatever. That's, how, that's the, the major input that we're having into our lives. But instead, why don't you shift it up? Why don't you this week... Start a, a plan to get scripture into your life on a daily basis. Every year we tend to focus and give you a little bit different help. And this year the one we're going to use is one that's called Bible in One Year. Um, and you can download it in Bible, BibleinOneYear.org on your smartphones. You can search it. And it, this one's kind of fun because the guy's from England, so he has a British accent. And everything just sounds better with a British accent. Um, and not only does he read then a portion of scripture in the Old Testament and the Psalm and the New Testament, but there's also a little bit devotional attached to it as well, uh, which is kind of great to have that kind of application as you're reading scripture. And so all of you who travel and commute down Highway 71 or any direction, this is a great little different thing that you can input into your life. Instead of just getting mad and angry at every driver that you're driving by on Highway 71, why don't you plug this into your phone and listen to it as you're driving to get different input into you before you step into your workplace. You can also read it there too uh, on your phone or online. And so that's just a little help I would encourage you with. Um, so scripture is number one. Number two then is prayer. And you heard the guys talk about it on the announcement thing. We're kind of doing it in two different ways this year. 
Um, one is early morning prayer from 6.30 to 7.30. So starting tomorrow morning at 6.30, the sanctuary will be open. And if you've never done this, um, this is just some way to just kind of start your day. It's, it's really informal. You can kind of come and go as you want. Um, it is, we have somebody that usually initiates a, the, kind of the theme for the day. And, and then we just kind of break out. There's music, either live or by CD. And we have different prayer points on there. Um, we're not sitting in prayer groups, praying out loud, but it's just kind of your own prayer time. And at the end, then we come together and we pray together. We do that from 6.30 to 7.30, so it's, it's really nonchalant. It's really um, laid back, and um, there's no pressure involved with that. And so that's every morning, Monday through Friday, this week, starting tomorrow. And then as well, we're doing an additional thing for in the evening from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And this is different. This is, not, this is not prayer time. This is not personal prayer time. But this is if you want or need somebody to pray with you over things going on in your life. This is ministry time. Our ministry teams will be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 7 to 8 o'clock p.m. right here in the sanctuary to pray with you and to pray over you and to minister you and to speak words of life and God, what God would want to speak to you. Um, the ministry teams will be here to do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Let me encourage you, whatever's going on in your life, don't do it by yourself. Come, come, come this week, be prayed over, um, and let God do something in your life that way. And so that's, so that's the aspect of prayer. And then the third aspect we're kind of concentrating on is, is fasting. Fasting, everybody. Don't you love to fast? Come on. All of you already put a diet plan in place. This is better than dieting. Um, so putting some sort of a, a fasting plan in your life, there should also be this, this little sheet of paper on your, your, your chairs. This gives a little information. If you've never fasted before, different types of fasts that you can do um, when you talk about food or different things in your life. But I want to I challenge you, and as your pastor, I want to ask you to fast in a very particular way this week. Because I want to ask you to fast all forms of media in your life. For some of you, that's harder to fast than any food in your life. But here's the thing. Because I just, I just believe that God's wanting to establish his plumb line in our life. And when we have all these other inputs that are going on, it's really difficult to hear and to sense that plumb line, what he is stating. And so it's just a week, everybody. It's just one week. But take the challenge, everybody. For one week, just take out all our forms of input. Don't listen to your radio. Don't watch TV. Shut down all your social media platforms. Don't get, read, listen, listen to blogs. Just, just, just stop for one week, all other input, and just concentrate on having input from God, reading your Bible, praying. And that's it. That, that's it. For one week, everybody. Can I ask, I'm just asking you for one week to do it. Take the challenge and see what God might do and speak to you in this week as he reestablishes his plumb line. So that's fasting. And then the last area, what you heard the guys talk about in the announcement, is, is worship. And I always think this is an important thing as you're seeking God first. Worship is one of the things that really kind of shakes you out of just your, kind of your, your norm and takes your focus off of yourself and puts it on the one who's greater than everything you face. And so we're combining all of our One Chapel campuses um, on Friday night from 7 to 9 is our, is our worship night for all the campuses there. And it's one of those things, again, it's just kind of, in front of you, you can kind of come and go during that time, whether you, can, whether you get off late, late and work and jump in, or you have to leave earlier um, to get to bed or whatever. You can go from, 79, from 7 to 9 is worship. And then the crazy thing is, is that we're just going to continue on. There'll be an easy out. You can leave whenever you want to. But from 9 until 7 in the morning, we're just going to keep going. 
And so our entire staff is going to be there, and all the staff from the, all the other One Chapel campuses are going to be there. And we're just going to take that one night just to pray and worship. And we have a lot of activities planned, a lot of coffee planned um, throughout the night with food and, and different things. Um, and I, I know it's crazy. I know, I know it sounds like, you know, maybe, maybe, there's no way that you can do it, but maybe you'd want to give it a try. Come for a couple hours and then go home or spend the whole night, whatever you want to do. Um, um, but that's what's, that's what's happening this week. So this is our Seek First Week. Does that make sense, everybody? That explains what's on your, what you can't, your eyes can't read on this little card. Here's the last scripture I want to read to you. It's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, God can do anything. I can't probably say anything better for you at the beginning of 2019. And in case you've forgotten, God can do anything, everybody. Come on. Well, turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor that your neighbor really needs to hear that. Look him, look him in the face, look him in the eyes. Tell him God can do anything. Come on. Somebody needs to hear that here. God can do anything. You know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. And he does it not by pushing us around. This is really important. God's not going to push you around. He's not going to force you. He does it by pushing us around, but by working within us. His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, deeply and gently within us. Listen, everybody, there's more that God wants to do in and through your life in 2019. And there's something better that God has for you in 2019. And so would you just invite the Holy Spirit just to fill you up, just to freshen you? Would you, would you allow the Holy Spirit to apply his plumb line in your life to every aspect of your life that may have gotten out of order? I want you to just close your eyes here as we finish up. And just all across the room, just right where you are, maybe in your own way, would you just ask the Holy Spirit to, to come alongside of you in a new way as you step into 2019? There may already be some information that you have about 2019 that maybe be, you're excited about. Maybe there's a lot of joy attached to it. And for some of you, you already have some information that's causing fear, that's causing worry, that's causing uncertainty. But right where you are, would you just invite the Holy Spirit to come in, in the middle of that, the one who is your helper, the one who is that standard, that plumb line to all the other things that are happening right now in your life? And would you just say this after me? Just pray this out loud with me. Say, God, fill me. Everybody say it out loud. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me up with more of your power. Fill me up with more of your presence. Fill me up with your gifts. Fill me up with your fruit. Holy Spirit, come and fill me right now. Apply your plumb line to every aspect of my life. Wherever my life has gotten out of order, set my life straight according to your ways and not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to take communion here together and we're going to kind of do something new in 2019, uh, something that just kind of been in my heart of, I think it's just so easy to kind of come and sing and we do our things and you have people up here that kind of lead us, and it's, 
I, I just think we kind of get things backwards. We get it mixed. We, it's not, I, think, I think there's more to what God has than when, when we come together. And it's not, it's not just something where we passively sit and observe. It's something where we can actually receive and participate. And, and so as we take communion here today, I've asked our ministry teams to be at the side of the communion tables to, to minister to you if and when you want that. Nobody's ever going to force anything on you. But I really believe God wants to touch you in specific ways on a Sunday. Sometimes it has to do with a message, and sometimes it has to do with a song, and sometimes it has to do with none of the above. He just sees exactly where you are and what you're doing, and he wants to touch you. He wants to minister to you. And so in order to do that, we need to have the ministry teams after you have communion, which basically affects this section here, because in the past I always had you go this direction. I'm going to have you now go in the center aisle and go this way, just to allow an easier flow for the ministry teams to be there to just to pray with you, to minister to you if that's what you desire. And so they'll be there after you have communion just on the side wings here just to minister to you, to pray for you. They come, by the way, these ministry teams, we've been training them that, that they come prepared to minister, by the way. Everybody up here on the platform, we always do. Uh, we come prepared just with that in our heart, but there's people that are sitting beside you who are also have been praying for you and asking God to reveal what he might want to do with you. Uh, and so I just want to make sure we give place for that, that you never leave here without being touched by the very presence of God. And so if you would, I want you to stand to your feet. And as I mentioned, there's, there's communion tables in the front of each of these sections, and we're going to start from the front row and go back. But you're actually going to go this time you're going to start you can go into the center and go out this way and then circle back around and so let's do this here together as i as i was sitting there i was just praying for you and i was just praying for what god is already doing in our lives and you know i was looking at this precarious structure here and I, I just heard the I heard the Holy Spirit that said that there that there are, there's somebody here and that somebody may be more than one but there's somebody here that this really reflects your life and uh, and the reality is is that it's very precarious and God in his love for you not in punishment not in any form of retribution, but in his love, he's wanting to show and expose and to heal and to change so that what right now looks like it's going to collapse and fall in, that God, that he is the one, it's the Holy Spirit who is your helper, who will reform this part of your life that's been maligned, that this part that's out of order, and that he'll, he'll, he'll come alongside of you, whatever that is. You don't have to, you don't have to hide from it. You don't have, to, be, you don't have to, to keep it covered anymore. He, he wants to come alongside of you here and to change that. And so I just, I speak that as gingerly 
as pointedly as I, I can to you because I feel it as a, as a sense of urgency, um, but it also just inc this incredible love that he has for you and wanting this to change in your life, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't destroy you and it doesn't destroy those who are around you. So if you, why don't you stand to your feet here? The ministry teams, they always stick around here after service. And just so you know that they're here uh, around just to lay hands on you, to pray for you. But they're also, while you're taking communion, but also at the end of the service to, to just grab a hold of you and stand with you and whatever's going on in your life. And, that, and so they'll always do that at the end of each service. But don't you, would you, could, as we start this new year, grab hold of the person's hand beside you. Would you just, as we start this new year, as you're starting this new year, um, we can't do it by ourselves. Um, none of us can. We, we need each other. And, and uh, as awkward as it is maybe to hold somebody's hand that you don't know, I just think there's something to it. But those of you in the aisle ways, would you just link around, just move a little bit to grab a hold of the person beside you there? Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Just grab a hold of hands that way. And, and so, Father, as we start this new year, God, I'm so grateful that you don't change. And I'm so grateful that not only were you with us in 2018, and not only are you, are you right here in this moment of time, but you're already into 2019. You're already ahead of us. You're already there. And you're working in things. And you're moving. And, and so, Father, I pray for every single person here that, Lord, that we would encounter you in greater and greater ways this year. That, Lord, that we would experience that something more, that we would experience this better, this advantage of having the Holy Spirit working greater and greater dimensions into our lives. And so, Father, we do pray for the people on our left and our right, the people in front of us, behind us. Lord, we pray that their lives would be filled with life and peace. Lord, they would be controlled by your Spirit instead of just by their selves which then ultimately leads to death. But God, your spirit would grab a hold of them in greater and greater ways, that your better would be introduced into their lives even now, even this point. And as we go forth into this next week, that we simply hear one chapel call Seek First, that, that we take this intentional week at the beginning of the year, this first week of the new year, to seek you first above all other things, to let you input in greater and greater ways and dimensions into our lives. And so, Father, we just bless the people around us. We speak your blessing over them right now. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, everybody, if this is your first time, if you're new around here, we have a thing called five-minute welcome party. It'll start here in five minutes, 11.06. It lasts only for five minutes as well. It's just the top of the, of the ramp there. If you have kids, you can just leave your kids in with the child care workers, and we'll see you in five minutes. Have a great week, everybody. God bless you.